0: Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and welcome to episode five of my Raising Young Athletes podcast, Ownership. The focus of today's episode is the impact of ownership on your young athletes' sports experiences in terms of how they perform, how much they enjoy it, and the benefits they gain from their sports participation. A sense of ownership is another essential pillar of athletic success. Ownership involves the connection that your young athletes have to their sport. It means your children believe that their participation in their sport is truly their own. Their motivation, their determination, their efforts, their successes and failures, and their rewards. In other words, your children should compete in their sport because they want to, not because you want them to. Children who have ownership of their athletic lives have a great passion for it, and play sports because it's important to them, and most basically, because they love it. If you have to tear your children away from, for example, practicing their free-throw shooting, Or they're constantly bugging you to take them to the soccer field so they can practice their dribbling, passing, and shooting. Then you know what ownership looks like. Conversely, if you have to force your kids to practice, you're looking at young athletes who don't own their athletic lives. You also need to consider why they don't have ownership. For instance, you're being too involved in their sport, they don't enjoy it, or they're simply not experiencing success in their efforts. From an anonymous source, the winners are those who learn to take full responsibility for their actions. The losers are those who blame others for their failures. There are two levels of ownership related to young athletes, philosophical ownership and practical ownership. Philosophical ownership relates to your children's basic feelings about their involvement in their sports and the reason for participating. Practical ownership is the expression of the philosophical ownership in their athletic lives. Perhaps the thing that most separates children who have philosophical ownership from other children who don't is the kind of satisfaction and enjoyment that each experiences. If your children don't have philosophical ownership, they probably gain most of their validation solely from the outcome of their athletic efforts. They likely rely heavily on the outside benefits derived from their participation, such as social status, trophies, and attention from you and from peers. These children may lack the internal motivation to achieve and are dependent on outside forces to justify their sports participation. In contrast, if your children have philosophical ownership, then you will see that they gain most of their satisfaction and enjoyment from the process of their sports participation. They love to practice, take care of their equipment, and just enjoy watching the best in their sport on television. Though the external rewards are nice, these children simply love to play their sport for its own sake. Young athletes who have practical ownership are the first to arrive and the last to leave. They put in time and effort beyond the threshold of what is simply expected of them often working on their own outside of practice. Children who have practical ownership often stand out because they're unusually curious about their sport and want to learn as much as they can about it. Also, children with practical ownership of their sport are hard workers and really focused in their efforts. They're also usually organized and assiduous in their efforts. These young athletes don't need to be reminded to practice or asked whether they did practice or will practice. Rather, They regularly ask for additional opportunities to improve, whether to receive private coaching or attend summer camps in their sport. Children who have practical ownership are also voracious consumers of their sport, often expressing a fascination for its very most esoteric aspects and reveling in its minutia. For instance, the young baseball player who plays fantasy baseball, follows his local major league team closely, knows the stats on his favorite players, and reads about past baseball greats such as Babe Ruth and Jackie Robinson. From Ann Landers, the advice columnist, It is not what you do for your children, but what you have taught them to do for themselves that will make them successful human beings. Your children's ownership of their athletic lives isn't something that they can just take. Rather, it's a gift you give them when the time is right. The reality is that, as I noted before, parents have to own quote-unquote their children when they're young because they are not yet capable of owning themselves. This means you're making decisions for your children until you deem them ready to make the decisions themselves. This process is also a gradual one in which as your children mature and show the willingness and ability to take ownership of their sports participation, you cede them increasingly more ownership until you completely hand over the reins to them. The wonderful thing about giving your children the gift of ownership of their athletic lives is that it is a gift that keeps on giving, not only through sports participation, but more importantly in other aspects of their lives, including school, relationships, hobbies, and any activity in which they invest themselves. Philosophical ownership is best developed in your young athletes in the early stages of their sports participation. You can facilitate the development of this type of ownership in several ways. First, as a role model, you can show your children what philosophical ownership looks like in your own life. If you live your life with philosophical ownership of the activities in which you participate, for example, by expressing passion and joy for your work or avocations, your children will very likely adopt a similar perspective. More directly, you can encourage your young athletes to develop philosophical ownership by placing greater emphasis on the importance of effort and enjoyment of the process and downplaying the importance of outcomes. You can further nourish philosophical ownership when you assist your children in setting goals related to the activity. If their goals focus on teaching them the relationship between effort and outcome and on the joy and satisfaction gained from the process, they will come to believe that the process is most important. Conversely, if the goals you help your children set are focused on results, they will get a very different message. For example, if you help your son set a goal of working hard and practice in the weeks leading up to a golf tournament, to give his best effort in the matches, to have fun playing, the message is that preparation, effort, and fun are most essential. But if you tell your son that his goal should be winning the upcoming golf tournament, the message is that winning is all important. And because results aren't entirely within your athlete's control, they will inevitably feel less ownership of their sports participation. And paradoxically, children who don't focus on winning are often the most successful. You can also encourage ownership after your young athlete's athletic efforts. After they've had a great competitive performance, instead of telling them, you were the best player out there, you were so talented. You might say, you earned the victory because of your hard work. It must feel really good to see your efforts rewarded. You can show your children what goes into practical ownership. Give the best effort, putting extra time into their practices, staying focused through competitions, and being organized. Through role modeling and discussion, you can place the focus on these practical aspects of ownership. Encourage your children in these steps, point out the satisfaction and pleasure that's gained from this act of participation in the sport, and praise them for their practical ownership. Now let's be realistic. Kids are kids, and there certainly will be times when even young athletes with practical ownership will lose motivation, get distracted, feel bored, or become interested in doing other things. In these situations, for example, if your children have been told by their coaches that they need to practice on their own, you can give them a little nudge of encouragement, ask if you can join them, and even offer a small reward on completion. If they have time later or another day to fulfill their responsibilities, it can be healthy and rejuvenating to allow them to decide to take a break and go have some fun. You can also foster ownership by letting your kids be actively involved in important decisions about their athletic lives. For example, what level of participation they want to have in their sport, whether recreational or perhaps a traveling team, which team or program to join, and the time they want to commit. As your children gain more experience in their sport and mature more as people, you should relinquish decision making increasingly to them. The more control they feel they have over their sports participation, the greater ownership they will feel in their athletic lives. An additional bonus to being a part of the decision-making process is that their self-esteem will grow because they will feel more competent, more in control, and feel better about themselves. Finally, one essential way to instill ownership in your children's athletic lives is to do your job. Let me explain. In youth sports, there are three important groups of people, athletes, coaches, and parents. Each of these groups has a job to do. The coach's job is to train your athletes physically, technically, tactically, and mentally, To help them perform their best in competitions. Your job is to find the best sports program for your young athletes, pay the required fees, get the necessary equipment, and get your kids to the scheduled practices and competitions, and support and encourage your children's sports participation in the healthiest ways possible. Your children's job is to give their best effort, pay attention to their coaches, and be grateful for the opportunities you've given them. Here's a simple calculus. If everyone does their jobs, Your young athletes will take full ownership of their sports participation, have fun, find some degree of success, and gain the wonderful life lessons that sports have to offer. But if, as so often happens, you start doing the coach's job or your children's jobs, then your children won't have the chance to gain ownership and reap all the great benefits of sports involvement. Examples of infringing on the coach's jobs or your children's jobs include coaching your children when you're not their coach, and especially so if you've never played or coached the sport. Nagging your kids to practice, making important decisions without involving them, and packing and carrying their gear. What a marvelous gift you give your children and their coaches when you do your job to the best of your ability and leave them to do their jobs. From Bo Schembechler, the legendary University of Michigan football coach, if you're going to lead, you need to make goals. And those goals can't come from the top down. They've got to come from the people who are responsible for achieving them. Your job is to help them get there and remind them every day what their goals are and what they have to do to make their dreams come true. Their goals have to come from them, and those goals have got to be in their bones. Trust your people with that crucial responsibility, and they will never disappoint you. Far from it, they will almost always set the goals higher than you would have ever dared. I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and thanks for listening to Episode 5 of my Raising Young Athletes podcast. And be on the lookout for Episode 6 in the near future.